welcome back to a brand new episode. Today we are talking about NBA, NFL, MLB with my good friend Stevie, Stevie Ifantis. Um, how's it going, Steve? How you doing, Ben? Good. How are you? I know you just started your own podcast. Go right ahead. Uh, NY Sports Media is my podcast. I took a page out of your book. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yes, Stevie's on the grind, just like me. And, um, yeah, we're going to try to do a couple uh, podcasts together here and there. Um, So today we're going to start with NFL. And, uh, you know, schedule just got released. I think that there's a lot of competitive games week one, honestly. Um, But right off rip, Thursday Night Football is Bills-Rams. Uh, Steve, you want to like give us a preview of this game and uh, your expectations? You got you got the Bills Rams. You got you got the Super Bowl. You got the Super Bowl champions versus honestly the second best team in the AFC, the Bills. The still, I think the Chiefs are the team to beat in the AFC because I think Patrick Mahomes is still the best quarterback in the NFL. I think the Bills have a very good <laughs> squad, but I would also like to see the Bills without Brian Dable this year. Brian Dable was a huge part of that offense with Josh Allen and Ryan Dable's now on my favorite team, the New York Giants, as our head coach. But Bill's still got a tremendously good defense. So do the Rams. It's going to be a game of defense. That's what that game is going to turn out to be. I don't really expect a high-scoring game. I really expect like more of a low-scoring game. Definitely. Or if it is going to be more of a high-scoring game, like the Bills game. What would you say? I said it would be basically either it's gonna be either gonna be three three for the entire game or it's gonna be fifty to fifty. That's either both yeah, defenses god or both defenses are gonna suck. Definitely. I think that it's more of a defensive minded game in both teams' standpoint here. And I could definitely see them coming out in full blown let's play hard defense. And I could really see it being a shootout like the Bills-Chiefs game that we saw. And I could really see this Bills team taking it farther this year. I just can't – I could really see them being – I think they're the best team in the AFC. I know what you're saying with the whole Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback, and I respect that a 1,000%. But – I just don't think that he'll be able to do much without Tyree Kill. You know what I mean? I could see him, don't get me wrong, having another phenomenal year of his career. I just can't see him putting up the same numbers without Tyree Kill or without anybody else. I mean, Travis Kelsey was obviously on a decline last year. He did not have as good as a, of a year. He wasn't even the best tight end last year, statistic-wise. Yes, he came in clutch for the Chiefs a couple times, but I don't think that he was the best tight end at all last year. I think that he had a lot of down that he shouldn't be able to have. And for a guy like Andy Reid as your coach, I could see him getting really pissed off at Travis Kelsey. And I could really see Kelsey having a good year, but I just can't see them with their number one wide receiver being McCole Hardman going that far. I mean – I made a prediction the other day. I'll post it. Ooh, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs this year, the Chiefs. But 
So, who would win this game, though, Steve? The Bills or the Rams? I'm go. I'm going with the. I'm going. I'm going to give it to the Bills. I, I I'm going Bills too. I think Josh Allen is going to have another phenomenal year. I think the Rams are going to get ahead of themselves. Come in, big dogs, man, just championship. But I could really see them having a bad game, honestly. But we're just going to go over the big games. Um, I'd say the Patriots-Dolphins game is a big game. In my eyes, Dolphins have the fastest team, I guess. That's what I saw on ESPN today. Two is fast, fastest wide receiver, fourth fastest wide receiver, Jalen Waddell. And you got the fastest running back in Raheem Mostert. So the big question was, will Coach put the speed to the advantage or will he use it as just a tool instead of around the game plan? So, Steve, what do you think that the Dolphins coach should do with all the speed that they have around Tua? I mean, in the NFL, speed is basically for when you have wide receivers and running back speeds or speed is basically everything for them. So oh, definitely. You should utilize the speed a lot. Like the speed you have to if you could burn corners very, very fast, if you could get the ball, especially because Tua doesn't like I know they just signed Tariq Armstead, uh Teron Armstead, like from the New Orleans Saints. Their offensive line is still up is still on the uprise. It's not like Oh, they're solid. Don't get me wrong; they have a very, they're very good offensive line, but it's not like the best offensive line in the world. So Tua is like he's gonna have to throw the ball, but he's not gonna have like ten seconds to throw the ball. So you're so having Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle like with that speed will be excellent for Tua, especially now it's Tua's third year, so it is Tua's prove it year because like Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow are both taking their teams to the playoffs and. Okay. Hasn't done anything. I know two is on Miami, but the Chargers were picking at six two years ago, and now they're in the playoffs or fighting. Yeah. I mean, I could, I could honestly, to be totally honest with you, I mean, everybody's talking about the Dolphins, but you got to remember this Patriots team made the playoffs last year. Okay, Mac Jones is still an up and coming star. Um, I think he's gonna have another great year. Honestly, I think that. He's a really good quarterback. Like, he sees the field really well. But back on that Dolphins topic with the Tua, Jalen Waddle with Tua, I could – I mean, Tyreek, Jalen Waddle, and Tua, my bad. And I could really see these guys being well, doing well, because I feel like Tua loves throwing in the middle of the field and having these two speedsters, two guys who could really catch the ball running – cross routes in between the field. I could really see this team going really far. I they could they could honestly they're not contesting with the Bills. I don't think they'll make the playoffs. Don't think they'll contest with the Patriots as much. But this team could be really solid and they could in so many different ways. So anything else on that matchup? Uh I just I just don't just don't doubt the hoodie. That's that's all I'm saying. The hoodie definitely. is Bill Belichick. Just don't ever doubt the hoodie. Oh, definitely. Um, I personally, this is a big matchup for me. Um, Jets Ravens. Now, studies in my mind say Jets are pretty good at home. Okay, first week at home, Lamar coming off of an injury. Okay, Marquise Brown is gone. Just remember that, but. 
J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards will be playing, I guess, because they both got injured before the season last year. And the Jets, in my eyes, have a pretty good team, bro. They got Zach Wilson, who will improve dearly this year, I hope. They have Michael Carter and Brees Hall now. Brees Hall was the top running back in this draft. And we got him, I think, in the second the third round, and we have Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson. Now, I think that the defense is our main problem. We have a decent defense. We just got sauce. We got to get saucy with it sometimes. So we got Sauce Gardner. We got Carl Lawson. We have Shaq Lawson. But we just need – and, you know, we could have guys like Quinn and Williams. We need these guys to have big years. I think the Jets are on the rise, not going to lie. I think that this team could be pretty good. But what are your thoughts on the Ravens for this year, Steve? What do you think? Do you think it's Lamar's year, or do you think he'll have a similar year like last year? I I think Lamar will – I think – I don't ever think Lamar is ever going to get to that MVP form again. Like, don't get me wrong, he can explode the league off, but I think teams now have found a way to beat Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson – Hat is not the greatest passer in the world. So he, don't get me wrong, he's a very good runner. He uses his speed very well. But if teams stack the box and say, hey, we're going to put eight people in the box, dare you to beat us with your arm, and he's only got Rashawn Bateman to throw to, I think don't have enough weapons to help out Lamar. And their offensive line is getting worse every year. So especially with a – quarterback that's now got to throw the ball, you want a better offensive line. Your offensive line's gotten worse. Your wide receiver core has gotten worse. I mean, Tyler Lindenbaum, he can't do everything. Tyler Lindenbaum will be very good, but he can't do everything. Most definitely. And you want to know what I just saw, Steve, on the news, on the New York Post news, that the Jets and the Giants have to drop the New York name because they play in New Jersey. They're not dropping the name. Hey, it says Jets and Giants must drop NY name because they play in New Jersey suit. They'll, ne- they'll never do it. They'll never be the New Jersey Giants. They'll never do it. It'll never allow. Or the New Jersey Jets. Like, it, guarantee they won't do that. They'll probably move. They'll move the stadium before they. Oh, they better not do that, bro. I love it in New Jersey. Um, But back on topic. Um, More. Big games. I mean, like, Sunday Night Football is going to be excited. Bucks, and I think it's Cowboys, right? Bucks, Cowboys, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, Bucks, Cowboys. And Monday Night, I think, is the most bizarre game out of them all. Broncos at Seahawks. Russell Wilson already back in Seattle. I mean, this game is going to be fun. I could see them not hating on Russ. If they hate on Russ, then they seriously got a problem. But these teams aren't that good. I'm not going to lie. This is kind of a trash Monday night game. But it's just going to be a showdown between Russ and his old team. Now, moving off of the NFL, we have some NBA. Now, Sixers are out. They lose by nine, game six. And, you know... Harden, I feel like, is the big disappointment in this team. Definitely. I mean, 
I think he can't carry the team to the point where Joel Embiid could have a little bit less in the backpack carry them. And then Warriors went in six uh, without Jaw, the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies were jawless. And I think that, you know, I really did think they were going to win Force Game 7. What What are your thoughts on the Grizzlies season this year, Steve? I, I think the Grizzlies, they had a good year. Uh, they had a good year, but I just, I think it's the Warriors year. I think it's the Warriors are like, yo, we have Steph Curry back. We have Drum and we have Klay uh, Thompson all back. They're like, yo, we're, we want this. We're going for it. And we're... I think that the Warriors have a very good shot of winning this of winning the championship this year. Okay, so game sevens tomorrow are Mavericks, Suns, Bucks, Celtics. I'll go first with the Bucks, Celtics. I'm taking Celtics. I want Celtics. I don't want to see the same team in possibly the finals again because I think the Bucks and the Celtics could beat the Heat. Um, so I. I would love to see the Celtics, but I really do like Giannis. I really do like Bobby Portis, and I think that they're hard workers. But I'm taking Celtics. What about you? It's a tough game. Anything could happen in Game 7. It's automatically 50-50 Game 7. It doesn't matter who's home. It does Home field advantage helps a tiny bit in Game 7, but everyone knows, like, it's Game 7. We got to play our heart out. Like, it, And it, there's going to be, don't get me wrong, there's going to be a ton of Bucks fans in Boston. Yes. Don't think that there's not going to be. No. There are going to be a lot of Bucks fans. It's basically like no home field advantage for the Celtics. It's the only home field advantage they'll have is just having their own locker room. That's really <laughs> the really only home field advantage in a game seven. And, and their logo and their logo at center court. <laughs> but yeah, that's really does like, okay, yeah. But I really think that sometimes. The game seven actually gives the away team a little more motivation because oh, definitely, I can oh, beat them. I can beat them while we're in their home stadium and sending the sending them home packing. Sometimes that's more. That sometimes some fans want that instead of beating them in their home stadium. Like, don't get me wrong. I think just the Bucks had a bad game. Game six. I just think they had a bad game their their field goal percentage was terrible their shots from the threes were terrible like they just had a bad game and and i think that the bucks have a good shot at beating the celtics in game seven but i i really couldn't tell you who's going to win that game in game seven it's it's anyone's game at this point they're both very strong teams they're the second and third seed they're very good teams each of them i just i i i am Leading more towards the Bucks because the Bucks have um have more like experience in the playoffs than them because they went to they went to the cha- they won the championship last year so I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt over the Celtics but don't get me wrong this could go either way. Okay, and backing up on what Steve said on the field goal percentage and the three point percentage. Listen, when you're shooting 24 percent from three. Uh, Milwaukee, you just you're just doing something totally and completely wrong. Seven for twenty nine. Don't get me wrong, the Celtics were unbelievable from three. Seventeen for forty three. I mean, thirty nine percent. But still, I mean, they still had a great game from three. And the free throws for Boston is a 
big problem. I mean, 15 for 23, like, you're a pro. Like, get your shit together, man. Like, are you serious? You're missing that many free throws. And I'll tell you this, it was not Jason Tatum. <laughs> so, Mavs Suns, who are you taking, Steve? Maverick Suns, once again, another game seven. Like, I I, I, I want to see the Mavericks win this game, not the Suns. Uh, oh, definitely. I am. I'm on the same boat. Okay. I hate the Suns. I I don't hate the Suns. Like Devonte Booker and Chris Paul. I think they're going to be very. Chris Paul. I think he's a very good basketball player. I think he's a Hall of Famer. Devon Book. Devin Booker. I think he might become a Hall of Famer if he keeps having the career he's having. Um, but like the Suns, everyone since w- the Suns went to the playoffs one year championship for one year. And everyone's jumping on the bandwagon that the Suns are the next dynasty. I'm like, yeah, no, that's not how dynasties are made just by one year. I'm like, same thing with the Bucks, but the Suns is just, I, I'm not a huge fan of the Suns. Don't get me wrong. They're, it's nothing against their players. It's more of their fan base. So I would okay. like to, and I, and I don't like Dallas that much either, but I'm going to root for Dallas because I know that, that the Warriors have a better shot at beating beating Dallas than they have beating the Suns. Okay. I wasn't going for more of that. I love seeing the underdog win. If you guys have been following, you guys know I love the underdog in situation. So I'm going Mavs. Again, I have nothing wrong with this Suns team. I just don't like seeing number one seeds everywhere. Like, I was rooting for the Sixers. Is It might be because I'm from New Jersey and they're right next door. But no, like I could really see this Mavs team beating the Suns. I see Luca and Jalen Brunson coming together and just dropping eighty combined. Yeah, don't get me wrong, Brunson's not getting forty. Luca's gonna get sixty and he'll get twenty or something like that. But I could really see this Mavs team winning. Now, say the Celtics win and they play the Heat. I who would you take in that series? Who has home field? Heat. It would be the Heat because the Heat are the number one seed. So he would have home field no matter what. Yes, correct. I would probably take Heat. Okay. Um. I could. I mean, I could see the home field playing a big portion of this Eastern and Western Conference final. But like you said earlier, that it's just like kind of like a big thing like you want to go in and like pack bags bro like you don't you want them to like not even you want to go in and make a statement win right yeah so i would be rooting more for the bucks and celtics i don't like i know like you like i just said i do not like when number one seeds win okay now if the mavs win i'm rooting for the mavs if the suns win i'm rooting for the warriors I, I I just I I don't want the Suns to win, man. And I, I'm really I'm really leaning towards the other teams. Now for next year, would you say there's anything to fix with the Grizzlies team? Or do you think keep it as is, just make sure that Jaw's healthy for a majority of the year? I I I think injuries killed the Grizzlies as well. If the if the if 
but every team gets injuries. So, like, you can't blame it on injuries. Like, every team has injuries. Like, you can't blame the injury bug. But I'm just saying, like, yeah, if they're play, excuse me, <laughs> if they're players, healthy, it would be a much better team. Okay. Um. Now off NBA because there's only six teams off now. I could really see this whole NBA playoffs going to Game Seven every single time. Now, moving on to the MLB. Now, Yankees are red hot. I don't care what anybody says. Will here's my big question. Will the Yankees get to 30 wins before 10 losses? Steve, what are your thoughts? They're 24 and 8. Will they get six wins before they get two losses? Um, I mean, the Yankees right now are a very hot team. And uh, Aaron, like I, I, Aaron Boone like has has done a better job. Like I think for the last couple of the last two years, Aaron Boone has been like booed by the Yankee fans, and like, and don't get me wrong, it's not always his fault too. Like, upper management has some decisions, but we have diamonds in the rough, and Cortez and uh, Stanton's on a revival. Judge is on a revival. Uh, John Donaldson has been excellent for the Yankees. Rizzo, um, Rizzo, once again, Rizzo. As soon as he came to New York. He's just been a beast. Um, yeah, I I think I could see because if we look, I'm looking at the next six games for the Yankees. You have the or- White Orioles and White Sox, and then the Orioles. So those are the, you could you could, and then you have the White Sox again after that. So y- you could you can get away with getting six wins before you can get two losses. I I think that the Yankees, and also though baseball. Is baseball is a game about pitching. It's all about your pitchers. Like, like one day, like one, like I'm gonna pull up a stat. Like here, here, we the the Yankees in the beginning of the season beat the Blue Jays. Definitely four to zero. Yeah. Four to four. zero. Then we lose to the Blue Jays six to four. Then we come back the next them three to zero. It's all about your pitching. It's all about, and you could say the same thing about the Tigers. We blow out the Tigers five to three, and all of a sudden lose three to zero. Like, like. It's- See, here's my thing with the Yankees' rotation this year. I think that they've done a phenomenal job. I mean, all day one. I don't know what order it goes. I know they got Sevy at two, and then it goes Montgomery, Tyone, Cortez. Now that's a very behind Cole and a little bit of Sevy. That's a very not-so-good rotation, okay? But they have been pulling through win after win after win after win. Montgomery has been really solid this year. He doesn't give up hits that much. I'm telling you, in Cortez, I could, I could only see bright things in his future. I mean, I could really see this guy going far. Now, in the standings, Red Sox are behind the Orioles, Steve. The Red Sox are behind the Orioles. So, what do you think the Red Sox have to do to turn around their season? Um, just the, the Red Sox got to get their pitching in order. Their pitching has oh, been abysmal yeah. this year. Definitely. I mean, I and Bogarts already said after this year, I want out of Boston, and I could. I'm not gonna lie, 
I could see why. You just paid Trevor Story $300 million to hit his first home run, okay, in about 30 games, 30, 35 games, okay? His first home run, that is so pathetic that you're paying him $300 million and he's only hit one home run, okay? Now, for a team like the Orioles to be ahead of them, they're doing what's right. They got John Means, who's their only good starting pitcher. I can't even name another one on the team. Okay, the Ryan Mountcastle, Austin Hayes, Cedric Mullins, they're all coming together and they're putting together good at-bats. And that's what most teams have to do in the league. Blue Jays are one loss away from the 500, from being 500. That's terrible for them. They're 2-8 and eight in their last 10 games. Okay, then, like Steve said, the Tigers. They're too many in their last 10 games. I don't see I, – I, I really do love Spencer Torkelson. I think that if he was not on the Tigers, he'd be great. I mean, listen, he is great. I'll pull up the numbers right now. I mean, I think the guy's really good. Don't get me wrong. I just don't think that he'll strive on this team with the way that this team functions. I mean, this team is trash. I mean, all right. So, he's got – 92 at-bats, 15 hits, 9 ribbies, 3 homers. And out of 92 at-bats, he's only struck out three, 35 times. Now, the average is what's killing me on this guy. He's got a 163 average. Now, for a guy like Spencer Torkelson, Steve, what do you think would change his overall perspective as a ball player? Getting out of a Tigers uniform or just stepping up as a player? I think it's both. Okay. I, th- I I know exactly what you mean. I I think he's got to step up, and he's got to go to a different team. I could see Spencer Torkelson, like, really thriving on, like, the Padres. Now, will they pay him? No, because they have Tatis, Machado, Hosmer, Myers, Thibault. But, or a team like the Cardinals. Like, I could see him striving on these mediocre teams. Now... I have a question. Do the Blue Jays get scared and go for him? Okay. I mean, no. Definitely not. I mean, Espinal, he's their underrated guy, man. Santiago Espinal has been playing unbelievable baseball this year. Like, you got to see some of the defensive plays that this guy's made. He's making gold golf plays. It's the stars that are just not, like, helping. Obviously, Simeon carried them all last year. That's why they were good. Simeon was their answer, okay? Now, Vladdy, I'm not on the Vladdy train, bro. I don't know what's so special about it, okay? I don't think he's that good. I'll say it right now. I do not think Vlad Guerrero Jr. is that good. I really don't. He hits – he has a two-home two run game once every three weeks, and the media goes crazy. Because his dad was in the MLB. Good. They wouldn't be 17 and 16 if he was good. Okay. Now, I think the Teoscar Hernandez injury definitely slowed them down. And a guy like Bobachette has to step up. Like, it's ridiculous at this point. They shouldn't be 17 and 16. They should be ahead of the Braves for all I know. But now moving to like the AL Central. A very surprising team in my eyes. 
the twins. How, how do you feel about the twins, Steve? Uh, the twins are a strong team, but I just think that I just think that the twins just are like they're kind of like meh, but they're like strong. Yeah. They're there, but they're not at a hundred percent. Like right now, they're hovering eighty percent. But like, they could be at that a hundred percent. I think that this team will make the playoffs. Now, the White Sox are my big disappointer this year. Okay, fifteen and sixteen. They didn't really lose anybody. I mean, Anderson, Robert, Jimenez is hurt. Eloy, but I don't know why. They're this bad. Like, but this is my favorite division right here. This is my favorite games. AL West, Astros 22 and 11, Angels 22 and 12, Mariners 15 and 18. Not bad. Rangers 13 and 18, and Athletics, yeah, they're doing that. But I, I can't wait to see what happens with the Angels and Astros. Really can't wait. Um, Obviously, Astros are on an 11-game winning streak. Angels, though. I love the Trout, Otani, and Rendon mix and mash. Mix and mash. I really love it. They're doing some great things. Rendon hit a home run lefty the other day. And that's how you just know. Trouty, a little inconsistent off the injury. That's okay. That's how it's going to be sometimes. But if he could just stay consistent, I feel like this team could be very dangerous. And um, I break things. But moving on to the NL. True or false, Steve? The Mets are overrated. They got the richest richest owner in baseball, in Steve Cohen. But, like... And everyone's saying Jacob DeGrom is still the best pitcher in the MLB. Like, don't no. He hasn't played, so he can't prove it. How but, could he be the best pitcher if he's not playing? Like, that's just. And I'm you know, not saying this because I'm a Yankee fan, but I'm just saying, like, the Mets have, like, are on the backs of Max Scherzer right now and Mike and Jacob DeGrom, but Jacob DeGrom hasn't played. Max Scherzer hasn't been the greatest. So it's like there is the definition of a guy who expects who thinks that he has more authority than he has. Okay. Max Scherzer, okay, after they come back from that eight one deficit and they win nine eight or seven one and they win eight one, Max Scherzer was supposed to pitch the next day, right? Two games get postponed. It's Mother's Day, Sunday. Max Scherzer comes out and doesn't know how to pitch the goddamn ball. It's like he hasn't pitched in forever. It's because he misses two days. Now, don't get me wrong. That's a lot in a pitcher's mind. I totally get that. I've had four pitchers come on this podcast. I get what, I get it, but it's to the point where you're a major leaguer. Like, you're, a top, you're a top pitcher in the league. And you're telling me you can't just pull through and just have a good game. Now, teams in their division are, like, sucking really bad. Like, they're really bad. 
Phillies? Okay, 16 and 17. They're the best out of the division. Braves, 15 and 18. Can't. I mean, Acuna just got another MRI. Marlins, 14 and 18. And the Nationals, 11 and 23. Soto, get out of there, please. Hashtag Soto out of Nat uniform. Okay, we're going to skip the NL Central. I hate it. I do not like the division. The Reds are terrible. That's all you need to know. But my favorite division in all of the you know how tight the NL West is? Yes, you have four, you have three teams that are twenty. The Dodgers are twenty and eleven. Padres are twenty one and twelve, and the Giants are twenty and twelve. And then you have the Diamondbacks at eighteen and fifteen, and then you have the Rockies at sixteen and sixteen. Like this is this this. What am I trying to say? This division is insane. This division is like really good. I would watch out. For even the Diamondbacks at this point, obviously the Dodgers are going to win the division, but who will come out with the wild card out of this division? Leaning towards Padres, but then you lean towards the Giants. And then it's like, wait, the Diamondbacks could wake up. So it's like, who are you leaning towards? I mean, I think that that the Rockies might come out of nowhere and just – but that I think that, but I don't think that's gonna happen. I I think it's gonna be the Giants. I think the Giants are gonna jump to the wild card spot. Okay. Um. Well, that's gonna do it for today. Again, thanks, Steve, for coming on. You're welcome. And um, make sure to go check them out. Again, um, again, NY Sports Media. Uh, my idea. Um, what? Okay. Um, but, uh, thanks for coming on, Steve. Any last words? Uh, just, just make sure you watch your sports tonight. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Be active in sports. Let us know your thoughts. Ask us questions. And um, we'll be back next time. Thank you. Have a great day.